Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced drainage systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey, greetings and welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. Got a great topic that's going to be sort of rapid fire today. It's with Chad Henderson. You know Chad. He and I have recorded stuff in his uh, in his combine on his farm. We've been at the uh, Farm Progress Show doing hands-on stuff with companies like uh, Estes Concave. Well, you know what we're doing right now? We're talking about the year that was and the year that will be and some of the takeaways from that. A farm friend of mine says something interesting. He says, hey, winter's my thinking season. It's when I, you know, think about stuff so I can, and and it's important to do that. You you know, uh, I watched a a business presenter talk about something really smart, smart, successful business person, in fact. And they said, hey, if you want to make small changes, change what you do. You want to make big changes, change how you think. And I think that's an important deal with your farming operation. So I got Chad Henderson on here. We're going to talk about in his thinking season, what he did last year in 2021 and what we're going to do moving forward in 2022. In other words, some of our takeaways and some of our experiments that worked, some of the new things we're always venturing on. That's what we're talking about here, because let's face it, if you still did things the way you did 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago, uh, the neighbor farmer is going to be farming your ground before too long. So we don't want that to happen. Chad, welcome to the Cutting the Curve podcast. Man, yeah. Glad to be on. Hey, you All know right. what I like? I like the way you, t- way you said that about change the way you think. That's what my dad's been doing. He's trying, been trying to change the way I think for 20 years. <laughs> that's, that's a different <laughs> deal. Uh, I want to. I once had a school teacher that told me his uh, goal for the semester was to change my attitude. And I said, you should find a more attainable goal. Anyway, uh, so changing how you think is starts by uh, here in the winter season. We're recording this, dear listener, in January of 2022. Uh, so it's a time, you know, Chad's a North Alabama farmer. He's got about 8,000 acres that he farms there. A uh, mixture between corn, soybeans, and wheat, double crop wheat and soybeans. And it's a good time to say, all right, what what kind of stuff did I do in 2021? What takeaways do I have from 2021? What some lessons? What some stuff I experimented with that worked or didn't work? So just kind of start me off there. When I was at your farm, I'll go ahead with the biggie. You were doing something that nobody in your area of Madison, Alabama has really done before. You were putting in a massive amount of tile drainage. Start with that. Yeah. So, so we decided we got with a Folks at, at uh, ADS up there, we uh, uh, Darla Huff and Michael up there. We met them at uh, at a row crop exchange, and I told them that I needed about three lines of tile to fix about five to seven acres. That was a draining spot, you know. And and I think a hundred and sixty thousand feet later, and uh, I don't know, maybe ninety acres or a hundred, we pattern tiled. So so you know, it's uh, it's a little things that always get you, but you know. 
I'm, I'm really, after I understood and got to talk to them, you know, and, and understood how water, you know, we always, here, okay, so let's back up. We're here in Alabama. We're always watering on top. You know, we're worried about a drought. I don't need no drainage, just red clay. I'm dry all the time. And and then we got to thinking about how these holes were just, well, if I could plant it all the field, when I could plant half the field. You know, say the bottom half is a little heavy, but the top is not. That's where the drainage comes in. Let's say when we just put one line in instead of pattern tiled it, we just put a line across here. Well, where did the water move then? Understanding underground water movement and the way this tile works. And then we're not even not even sure how the aeration part's going to work. You know, anytime we can pump more air into the soil, you know, so that's going to have an aeration factor to it. I'm just really excited about it. We're able to, we're going to do this off lift stations. So when we do it off a lift station, I can control the water. I can turn the water lift station on and off. I can raise the level up and down. Um, and then we're monitoring nutrient levels. We're working on monitoring nutrient levels on the water we pumped out as well as, um, uh, counting how much water we're going to keep track of how much water leaves there. So it's a lot of information that, you know, that I'd like to know. Okay. So, uh, let's go with a few things there. One of the things you did in 2021, it was something you'd not done before, you know, right. where I'm from in Northern Indiana, we've been talking about drainage tile since, well, we put it in when it was still clay tile, you know, a guy was on the end of a spade digging down and, and you put it in there when it was a piece of clay tile literally. So I'm, I've been around dr tile drainage, you know, and hearing about it since I was a kid, but I come down to your part of the world and you said, this is something that's not normally been done, Damien. We don't normally do this. And you thought there's five or seven acres here. That's always been wet. I'm going to talk to our friends and sponsor ADS and advanced drainage systems. But you know what? They did what a lot of good companies do. They came out and said, Hey, why just do seven acres? We can do 90, <laughs> so, which, hey, they're, they're not they're not in business this long because they're huckstering you. They clearly saw a greater need and you saw a greater return on investment. So how did it grow from seven to 90 acres when with something you'd never done before? You know, the first thing I've done is for, obviously I talked to Darla and Michael and him about it. And yep. I asked him, the, the next thing I've done is I talked to my guys in the group. You know, Kevin yep. Matthews, what do you think about his tile? Lee Lubers, what do you think about tiling? You know, you talk to the peers that's around you. Talk yep. to some of your friends that's, that's put in a drainage. You know, I'm not saying that we haven't tiled, but we put in one line, you know, across the bottom or put in one line. I'm talking about not pattern tiled anything. And and so we ended up doing this and we and we pattern tiled in. It's on 30-foot centers. Some of us on 40-foot centers and some of us on 15-foot centers. So we went to the extreme on, on some of the acres a small amount of it just to see what, why, how, and when, you know, the things that get me in trouble all the time. So, yeah. so, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, I used, you know, I'm, you're going to hear me preach a lot about using the people you, you have at your, you know, in your group, always lean on the people in your group for questions and answers. Yeah. Well, obviously that's what we're in the business of doing here at Extreme Ag is shortening your learning curve by people that have been there and done that. Uh, sometimes they've made mistakes. Sometimes they've had you know, home runs and sometimes it's base hits in between. But the point is, uh, you can go to the coffee shop and talk to the people who resent you uh, that uh, are, are, your, are, your, are your underachieving farmer neighbors, or you can tune in here and you can get really good information. And as you said, when you, when you went to like Lee, uh, Lubers or the other guys on here, Kevin, uh, you said, Hey, I'm talking about making a pretty major investment here. What, 
has been your experience? And they said, <laughs> boom, 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 unadulterated, non-posturing. Yeah. Here's the experience. Do this. Don't do that. And you can get it. And in five minutes, you can have, you know, save yourself a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, you know, that's, that's what our whole goal was with this group. I know we're not going to get off on that, but our whole goal with this group is, you know, it's, it's farmers always, a lot of farmers want to tell you what you've done wrong after you've done it. I need to know before I do it. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm saving the money at. So speaking of doing that, so you went to those uh, that you trust uh, in this group, and then you said, all right, I'm going to do 90 acres of drainage. And some of it, like you said, is going to be on 60-foot centers. Some of it on 15-foot centers is going to be a matter of need. They laid it out, and and you had never seen this before. Never you seen were, it. And I was there when you were installing it, and they put it in with lift stations, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me about how things ended up. So I was there in the summer when it was going yep. in. What do you think at the end of this at the at the end of the season and now heading into the new year? What's your thought on the drainage? Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. You know, we we in a, we got a group thread. You know, of uh, extreme ag, and, and you know, and when the group threads up, they ask, "Hey, when do I need to run this lift station?" I'm still asking questions. You uh-huh. know, I had one of the lift stations on. It's still on all winter. It's pumping every time it rains. It's pumping. You know, or I got one of them off. You know, so there's always questions to be asking. Things that we're learning. Uh, first thing is that we learned is man, that thing makes a massive ditch when you put that tile in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know, remember we done this behind our wheat. The first problem we encountered on putting tile in in Alabama is we can't get a contractor to come do this in October. They I got all the work they want to do up north. So yeah. we had to come get it put in in June behind wheat because in june everything's planted up north they're yeah. loving to come south think about that when what what the ground needs to be put in because you can't get them in the fall hang it up no. you're not going to get them so, so since we since we said it's the thinking season and it's also taken away what 2021 taught you 21 taught him chad learned and dug into drainage and did it on a 90 acre uh, experiment which is working out he learned that if you're going to do a project like that there's a lot of drainage that happens up in my part of the world, northern Indiana, but it happens in, uh, you know, in the fall. And he said, wait a minute, I got to try and work it. Uh, they ain't going to come down here in October. No, they got to do it when around their schedule. So you had them come down in June and do it. Um, the investment you made, what do you think? Because you talked about ROI in another episode we did. What's your ROI on that? What do you think? That's still out to know. I mean, if I plant, if I just plant, I have about five acres on one farm and five acres or seven acres on another farm that's never been planted. I ain't going to say it had never been planted. Like, Oh, we've never put anything on it. But I mean, if you plant it, it's the first week of August and you plant a few beans on it and you just get something there to feed the deer, feed the ducks, you know, <laughs> feed, the, feed the squirrels, feed, you know, I mean, I'm just saying it's not planted in a, I mean, not even a close normal time zone. If we plant that, this thing's going to pay for itself in just a few years. We went from zero to a hundred percent, you know? And so, so I'm, I'm loving that part of it. The other part of it is I need it planted in a timely fashion. There's a lot, there's a lot of it, this ground that I tiled that that's planted two to three weeks later. If I can speed it up, we're not even talking about making money. We're talking about time. I can't get time back. My whole world revolves around time. It's the only thing that with us as farmers, us as individuals, us as people, you can't get time back. So speeding that time process up is, is, is worth what? We don't even know. Yeah. What you're really talking about is you get productivity out of six or seven acres that uh, aforementioned seven acres. It was like, yeah, we just hope it's dry enough to drive through uh, when we need to get into plant and harvest. Cause it was, it was a wet spot. It was a boondoggle. It wasn't going to work for you. So you get productivity out of that. And then you get in, 
a bit more productivity and also timeliness out of the other balance of the other 90 acres. So it ain't going to take you long to justify that on an you know, ROI basis. Too, another thing is both of these farms that where we're planting on are both irrigated. Yeah. So you're, you're, well, that's actually, another we're, so we're putting money into it that we're not getting anything back out. You know, the irrigators running across it, we're watering this acres that don't have anything on it. So that's another avenue. Yeah. So the inputs on those seven acres. So, um, and also you said you're getting some aeration, you're getting some other things that you're going to see probably over time, yeah. you're going to say, wow, this is uh, this was a few more benefits than I even realized. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're going to record this and in two years, we're going to have the same conversation. We're going to blend these two together and see how much off we were. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. We're going to find out uh, either it was even better than we thought, or maybe not quite as good as we thought, but still good, yeah. whatever. Uh, you're big, you're big on technology. I uh, come to your farm. You can talk about how, uh, the the precision aspect, you know, precision planting, uh, the GPS, the the guidance systems that you use to make sure that you're efficient on your time and your machinery getting across those acres at the right time. Did you invest any money in those kinds of technologies to make you uh, more efficient or cut your times uh, your time in the field or more precision about where you put the product? You know what? We're always invested in that. A lot of times I'm wondering, man, I just don't see the money coming out of this. You know, you're invested. I mean, before you know it, you'll wrap up 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars in this stuff. And you can't see it. You can't physically see it. You didn't go buy a tractor and you got extra tractor sitting there. You didn't buy a combine header. You didn't trade machines. You know, this is stuff that's just somebody plug and play or somebody turned it on in the computer. I mean, it's just, man, it's hard for me to deal with. But every time we do it and we're planting a crop with an electric planter and we're making a curve, all, a lot of our fields are contoured. And that seed on that one row is the same as the seed count on the 24 row. We're saving money. And it's those details. And it's like, you know, you start pushing this snowball. And when you start pushing it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and that's kind of the way I look at precision ag. You know, you just keep adding to it. And as you keep adding to it, the more things come back. Because, uh, again, you know, the days of us just broadcasting a blend of fertilizer throwing out a ton and a half of lime over the fields or, you know, those days are gone guys. I mean, if you think they're still here, you're sorely mistaken because it's all about efficiency because we're getting the same thing that we've always got for our soybeans or corn and our wheat. It's never, it, it hadn't changed yet. It floats up and down a dollar or two, whatever, but we're still getting the same for our crops. The farmer, the American farmer is just so much more efficient now than it used to be. That's how we're making it work. I mean, folks used to put a whole row of seed out, you know, in cotton seed, they put a whole row out and they would, if they all come up, then they would chop them out. What my, what sense is that? And, you know, I mean, my dad talked about it and, you know, so, but by the way, as you pointed out there that uh, we're getting the same, um, we're getting the same dollar amount. You meant dollar amount, but when you're getting four, four times the amount of bushels, three times a bunch of bushels yeah. per acre, uh, and you're doing it with less uh, human capital, it usually uh, still works out and, and you're, you're amazing at it. Speaking of, so you, your technology, you're, you're still investing in that. Um, uh, our friend from the North, the bald headed guy up there in the hills of Iowa, he uh, is big on cutting back on the amount of seed per acres. Did you do any reduced seed acres in 2021? We in Alabama, we taught him how to do that. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about. Remember, it's the thinking season. What 21 twice? So, uh, so some of the th- so another thing we done in 21 is like Kelly done. Kelly went out and he done a lot of. Uh, they, I guess assume you're talking about the soybean trial. Yep. 
Okay, so we did soybean trials well. Um, one of the things we got going is we plant all our double crop beans. All our beans are on 15 inches. I, I wonder a lot of times, could we plant beans on 30 inches and make the same amount of beans? You know, in the yeah. later season you get, you need to close the rows in because it's all about sunlight. We know that. That's what that's what we know. Um, so, But the thing we don't know is when we're dragging this planter across the field and it's 40 foot wide, 15 inches, that gives you 31 rows. Okay. Or we drag a planter that's 60 foot wide on 30 inches gives you 24 rows. I would love to drag the 60 foot planter on 20 foot, 24 rows, get more done and get less wear and tear. You know, we're talking about investment here. So when I've got these planters in the shop now, it's January. My planters are in the shop. We're working planters. Whether I'm going to spend, you know, on this 15, this 40 foot planter, I'm going to spend $10,000 on it. Well, this 60 foot planter, I would only spend $7,500 on it. So you see what I'm, I try and I'm trying to make that work. So we've done a trial on 30 inch versus 15s, two different farms, three different seeds, seed populations. We've done that homework trying to do it. And one farm, it turns out good. The other farm, it don't, but it's still, it, it doesn't matter. We still got to stay with the narrow rows because we're, you know, and that's some of the, some of the things we learned is we've got to stay with the narrow rows. Could we go to twenties from 15s to twenties? I think we can make it work on twenties. But it's about me putting less less money, buying less steel to get the same bushels per acre. So I don't know if I said too much or what. No, that's fantastic. Twenty twenty one. Speaking of equipment, staying on equipment, you're you're an equipment guy. Uh, our, our friend Lee Lubers, who's a founding member of Extreme Ag, his brother's the equipment guy. He's more of the pencil and paper and uh, the the computer screen guy. You're you're more of the equipment guy. You like equipment. You you drive race cars. You're uh, you're, you're the equipment guy. Did you make any changes on equipment in the year 2021 besides that planter decision? No, that's that we're just testing that. You know, okay. that's part of just testing. We're going to test it another year where we can make that decision the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're going into trade planters, so we're testing now to be able to trade planters in two more years. You know, and, and as much as we want to do it, I don't think it's feasible. I don't think we can do it. If it's the only planter I had, can we look back and say, oh, it's a three bushel gain. If you're going to plant 3,000 acres at three bushel, you know, start doing the math. Hey, I could justify it. But that's the way this thing works. But but it's hard to make that decision when you're talking about a $300,000 planter. It's hard to make that decision in one year. Any other equipment decisions or things from 2021? Equipment, equipment lessons from 2021? Um. I don't know. I don't think you can have enough combines if you get in a wet season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, that's, we expen- had, that's an expensive piece of machinery to have we, sitting around just on the off on the off chance it rains. Yeah, what we, about we, uh, what about the 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 equipment? And we heard about we heard about the supply chain and parts. Yes. And when I was down there, I think that there was even your dad ran to get somewhere to see if there was a part. Uh, did you have any problems that taught you a lesson about that? Well, you know, we've, you know, we, we've always been, I'm one of those guys that's built around, I don't like downtime. Nobody likes downtime, but we, we pull a lot of wrenches around our shop and we work on a lot of stuff. You know, we try to, I I think I replace parts sometimes that don't always, you can ask dad, that don't always have to be replaced, but I don't like to be down. I know what it costs me when a combine's cutting anywhere from 15 to 18 acres an hour and it's down hour, it's 15 to 18 acres. It's just math, you know, so I don't like downtime. But the fact is that you guys, you better put parts in the shed six months ahead of time. I'm telling you, this thing, you know, the day, you know, a year ago, if you'd have told me this is going to happen, I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, John Deere's always got parts. They're in Atlanta. You know, they'll ship them right here. It's not a problem. This is serious. 
you know, and, and the days of you thinking that, oh, they just got it and they'll go to the store and get it, it's gone. It's done. So put your parts in the, in the – because we was chasing parts over two states, you know, trying to get one. And then you have to get a dealer to sell it to you. If he's not your dealer, he has choice. Now. He's, he's going he's to sit there and say, I got it, but I got to keep it back for my guy. Blame him for that. In the year 2021, did you invest money on something that absolutely didn't work? Did you have any flops? Because we always say you can learn from our mistakes here at Cutting the Curve and the, the guys from Extreme Ag. Anything you flopped on? Man, I flop every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the good news is we're willing to admit it because I know people have never made a, I know people have never made a business mistake in their life. They're full I promise you, this podcast is not long enough. The computers will die before we talk about all my flops. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, know, any, did you have any flops in twenty one? I don't. You know, not right offhand. I didn't. The biggest thing I had was we had a bunch. We I wouldn't say a bunch. We had a couple hundred acres of corn blow down. Okay, it was our irrigated corn, and when it blew down it, it goosenecked and it come back but the time i lost between that getting back up i couldn't get back through it to make another application a side dress application so um i kind of i wouldn't say i give up on it but i give up on it because i couldn't do anything about it and so but some of it i made some aerial applications i went right back to testing like really like hey if we get in this situation again can we make these aerial treatments with a dry blend of urea or potash or whatever to do the same thing I was trying to do before. Because remember, we're all about efficiency. So I never put all my crop in up front. I'm always spoon feeding the crop. Yep. We have a seven to nine CEC. We can't put it all out. So what I've done is on some test strips, we made some passes with a plane. We made more corn. So uh -huh. I guess did, the did, did, did it, pay, it takes a, it, well, it takes a little bit of money there to hire a plane to come right. over. Did it make enough? Did it make enough to justify the aerial application? It did. Okay. <clears throat> do you see yourself using more aerial application in 2022 because of that? No. I mean, I won't use it until I unless I have to, but it's a tool in the toolbox. Yeah. It's I mean, a tool in the toolbox. When you talk about the fact that you got so much time and you got, you know, you only got so many hired right. hands and you only got so then, much machinery. You can pull that tool out of the toolbox. And so you'll use it situationally. Correct. Okay. Uh, uh, something in 2022 that you're going to, uh, do based on something you saw in 2021 anything uh changing the plant you're changing the planters around to see about that what's that no we're gonna, we're gonna everything's you know we planted some 15 inch corn yeah we had a trial and had some 15 inch corn and against 30 inch corn we're gonna stay with a 30 inch corn okay. you know so we, we learned that you know we may do the trial again but we've learned that we're gonna stay with it and a lot of it's not about yield it's a matter of fact that i had to buy another corn head and then we can't they don't have a we got to come back to smaller width of a corn head. You can't get over the acres in enough time. I'd have to purchase a combine and stay with the same acres, whatever. Hey, but one thing we try to do, uh, Chad, you and I had some quality time in your combine or combine, as you like to call it, when we were driving around. And we talked a little bit about the personal side of this, and you talked about the emotional side of it. Now that you're older, your grandfather, Anything at a personal level that 2021 taught you that you're going to take forward? Anything that you think back like, you know what? Because I'll tell you, I've gotten a little bit different how I view things. I've gotten a little different about how I view my business and my life at age 52, certainly than I did when I was 42. Anything there for you? Uh, you know, like you said, I'm trying to be a lot more patient. You know, man, I'm one of those guys that if I say – you know, I tell Jackson all the time, he's my son, you know, and 
I tell him all the time, like, hey, let's uh, go get me this wrench. Well, I expect when I say go, him to be going that way. <laughs> you know, when I'm hollering what I need when he's running. So, you know, I, uh, that's that's a fault I have, you know. I, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, be more patient with that. We have some younger guys coming on the farm. I need to let them make mistakes. I need to let them make a few mistakes, you know, because they they have their ways of coming, you know. And, and I'm one of the guys on the farm. I'm a leader on the farm, obviously. But I, I say we want to get it done in this way. Well, as long as it gets done, that's not a problem. Yep. But a lot of times if they try another way, it's not because my way is the only way. It's just the only way I've found to work so far. Right. You know, so um, I'm trying to be more open to let guys make their own mistakes and on a small scale to understand, you know, a leadership role. You know, by the way, so I think what's interesting there is, and I'm not a great, I'm self-employed, so I'm not a great manager of, of employees. It's a weakness that I have, but you know, you got to get to a maturity level where you're like, okay, I, I don't really care how this thing gets done. I just need it to get done. And the other part of it is, uh, letting them make a mistake. <clears throat> you almost got to, and it's probably hard to do for you based on your personality, let them make a $500 mistake, not a $500,000 mistake. I mean, and that $500 mistake hurts you also because you care about efficiency, but you know that it's going to happen. So you want to minimize the cost of the mistakes, but also get the lesson from it. Am I right? It's like paying for tuition for that employee. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, it, it makes a better man out of them, you know, a better employee or or whatever, you know, it, it makes them better for it, you know, and, and heck, I still have these every day, you know, they teach me a lot, they teach me more than I teach them, you know, uh, I, we have a saying on the farm, you know, they, somebody says, well, this won't work, no, never say it won't work, just let's, let's get our heads again, let's see what you've tried, because there's a way to do it, it may not be costly, but then we can get it done. If we can send a man to the moon, we can get this done. All right. So we've talked about the, the things you did on the farm. Big ones are some equipment stuff, some trials, some experiments, everything from uh, seeding population to seeding width, uh, adherence to, because you're big on guidance technology. And then, of course, the biggie was the drainage. That was the, the big, big, uh, what 2021 taught you. You know, you yeah. thought maybe you're going to put in six or seven acres of drainage. You put in 90 and the lesson that taught you from a personal level, um, you're growing which is hard. You and me are both in that. When people say you need to be more patient, I don't think that's growth. I think that's, I think that's um, giving up. I think that's like going, well, okay. I, I sh patience to me sometimes means settling for other people's incompetence and like, no, you shouldn't think of it that way. Uh, but uh, set, settling for other people's incompetence is something that uh, they'll tell you is not what patience is, but that's what I think it is. Yep. Um, and you know, people are built different. People are just built different, you know, and, and, and people, I mean, they're, me and you are built the same way. Me and you are going, if we're going to talk about doing something, we're walking that way while we're talking about doing it. You know, we're, <laughs> we're headed that way. But, you know, other people not, and they think things through. You know, I, a lot of times I wish I would think before I'd open my mouth. You know, and they, they have that luxury. Me and you don't. My wife, my wife commonly tells me I should do that. And then we talked about leadership. Uh, you've learned, you've learned in 2021 taught you, you got young guys coming in, let them, let them stub their toe, let them stub their toe, let them make a mistake, but let it be a minimal mistake that has yeah. maximum learning uh, capacity. Is that kind of the and, deal? And try, try to be, you know, the thing is when they make that mistake and they're, and they're making it daily, they're making mistakes in the shop daily, you know, but when they make that mistake, you know, don't, you know, just, just pick them up from it, you know, because um, because I had a lot of people pick me up from it, you know, dad turned this thing over and over to me to run outside the day-to-day -day things of it 10 or 15 years ago. And I promise you, 
I mean, I don't even know all the mistakes I've made. I made so many mistakes, you know, uh, and people would pick me up from it, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's just, you know, it's kind of a humbling experience to have somebody that just dust you off a little bit and say, look, you, you had the right idea, but you just got to go at it again. Any other, I agree with that. Any other takeaway from 21, any other thing that 2021 taught you anything about 2021? Don't play with COVID. <laughs> Besides COVID, anything else from 2021 that you that comes to mind? No, nah, not anything. Like I said, I'm, we're just we're this. This is still amazing to me. The fact that the things that we can't get is absolutely amazing to me. You know, whoever would have thought we're going to, you know, people are going the things that we're running out of yeah. that are natural resources resources that we've had. We've always had. I mean, we it's just eye opening. I this lesson is not even over with. We're in the middle of this lesson. Uh, yeah. I, we look, I hope we look in 2023 and we look back and say, okay, the supply chain settled and everything's great. But I don't know when this will end. I don't know if this will ever end. I, I don't know. I hate to be like that, but I don't know when this will ever catch up. Yeah. When, when you just said a few, you know, when you were starting out, like, yeah, you just go to the elevator or the ag retailer, you know, bring out a truckload of, uh, you know, fertilizer. And you're like, going, where, where the hell's a fertilizer? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> 2022. Here's the big last one. Are you optimistic and excited about 2022? Man, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited that's, about it. That's it. Because, because you know what? You When you uh, do what you do for a living, you got to always be excited about that's it. That's it. Anything in particular, any one thing that brought 2022 that makes you excited? Like I said, the best thing I got going for me is I'm part of this group at Extreme Ag. Man, I got a family behind me, farm. You know, I got a grandbaby. I mean, everything's good. Life's Life good. Life is good. And you, kept, and you kept things in perspective and as part of you becoming more patient and a better leader. His name's Chad Henderson. If you want more direct access to Chad, Lee, Matt, Kevin, and Kelly, the Extreme Ag founders, you can become a subscribing member. It's only like less than $1,000 a year and you get direct access, you get some exclusive content. And if you decide to join as a subscribing member, you'll also get free admittance to Commodity Classic in March in New Orleans, courtesy of nature is one of our sponsors. So I encourage you to check that out. But in the meantime, you know what, check out the free stuff right here. Great stuff from people like Chad and the other guys, uh, because here at Cutting the Curve, we essentially are helping you shorten your learning curve by learning from other people's trials, mistakes, successes. Thanks a lot for being here, Chad. Man, I enjoyed it, Damon. Till next time, it's Cutting the Curve. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.Farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.